Welcome to Music She Missed, the podcast where I try to get my best friend caught up with some of the most popular songs and artists that impact our lives. I'm Allison. Hi, I'm Rachel, and I missed all the music. And I want to start off this week's episode, Rachel, by just saying that unfortunately, we might be framing you in a less than attractive light because every week (laughs) it's like, let's talk about this thing that you don't know about at all. (laughs) And I don't think that's fair because you are a woman of many talents and abilities. So I want to give you like a brief moment to just highlight some of your other skills that our audience doesn't know about. Okay. So a couple weeks ago, we talked about me grabbing a hammer. Yeah. (laughs) So me grabbing a hammer is actually normal in my life. Yes. I will um, start making stuff all of a sudden with woodworking mm-hmm. and things like that. I've made a house. I that have your made child sleeps in like a yeah. two story house with electricity and mm-hmm. you have made furniture that is in my house. Oh, that's right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's pretty cool. Too. I have no formal um kind of teachings from it, but um I've had some great grandfathers, both of them, mm-hmm. who actually built houses professionally and so I liked hanging out with them and learning from them. So you have a lot of power tools in your garage. I used just a jigsaw and just a screwdriver. Yeah, for... I don't even know what a jigsaw is. <laughs> <laughs> just, um, for that two-story um, house that I built. <laughs> so you make things work when you don't have much and then you start building your tool supplies. I have a question for you. Okay. I do woodworking but... Yes. I also listen to music she missed. <laughs> well, you listen to music that I tell you that yes. you missed. <laughs> <laughs> but you listen to music she missed um, music as well. Of course, I have to study and prepare. Yeah, yeah. But what else do you listen to? What are you listening to now? So, right, you mean when I'm not studying? Yeah, just in the car, cleaning, yeah. cooking. So that really depends on my mood and day to day. But lately, I have really been listening to the Hamilton soundtrack Ah. and they just came out with like a new mixtape, the Hamilton mixtape. So that's been kind of a constant go-to that I've been listening to all the time. That is one thing that I have definitely not missed when it comes to music. What is something you haven't missed? Broadway music. I love Broadway music. I know lots of Broadway shows, been to many, many Broadway shows. That is our one little musical like link between our worlds. Yeah. And I think it's on my bucket list, and I think you should join me on this, okay. that we should try out for a Broadway show. <laughs> when they do open casting, that'd be so fun. <laughs> okay. That, so That can be on your bucket list. I will not be. But I will drag you on. <laughs> I will drag you on the stage with me. Well, it's funny that you mentioned Broadway, because this week's artist has had some experience on the stage. Really? Yeah. Huh. I've seen Mamma Mia with Ab- Abba. 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 It's not Abba. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you ready for the big reveal? Yes, I am. It's Diana Ross. Diana Ross. Yeah. Uh, I don't know any. Maybe I do. Maybe I do, and I just don't know any songs by her. I can't imagine you not knowing. A song by her. Because she's a big I, singer. Yeah, she is. So tell me, do you know, can you name any songs by Diana Ross? Or does anything, what comes to mind when you hear her name? Because this is not like a, you have heard of this person. Yes, okay. I've heard of her. Okay. 
I learned from a previous week on Music She Missed that she is the godmother to an artist's children. Okay. I know that she has some history in the Motown music industry. Mm -hmm. She has backup singers, but she has a beautiful voice. And she's friends with Aretha, Aretha Franklin. Is that how you pronounce her name? Aretha Franklin? Um, what else? Um, she was more popular in the 60s? Yeah. 60s, yeah. Well, starting there. Okay, there we go. She has quite a vast <gasps> career. Also, she has a son now mm-hmm. who is, I saw on the news line, married to some other music artist. I think it's like Jessica Simpson's sister or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. I saw it on a lo- news line when it was coming through my iPhone. You're so much more into pop culture news than I am. Well, it just came up. So, yeah, <laughs> it just came up. But you still have not named any of her songs. No, no. Okay. I don't know any of her music. Right. Why? Because I only just see things that pop up on my phone. All right. Well, let me uh, throw some titles at you and you can tell me if these ring a bell. Or okay. Um, you Can't Hurry Love. Oh, I like that song. So you know that song? I didn't know who that was her. Well, it's the Supremes, of which she is a member. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Got okay, it. got it. So other songs like that that you might recognize, Stop in the Name of Love. Oh, I like that song. Okay. Um, I, hear yeah. a, I hear a symphony. Hmm. I don't, I've never heard of that one. Pass. Okay. Where Did Our Love Go? Uh, Nope. Haven't heard that one. Okay. Pass. Those are all Supremes. Let's keep going. How about... Love Child? Mm, pass. Endless Love? Oh, that's that Billy Mad. No, no, that's not Billy Madison. Um, Happy Gilmore song when they're <laughs> ice skating, right? Yeah, that is. That's totally her. Okay. And, right? That, that is her. Okay, good, good. And then uh, I'm Coming Out. I'm Coming Out. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Okay. So, Diana Ross, um, why don't we have you rate your familiarity of her? I think it's a little bit higher than I thought at first. Well, when you heard the titles, I think they sparked some memories. Yeah. You're into the oldies. Yes. <laughs> so, I would say she's maybe like a, f- a five or six. Six. Yeah. That sounds like a good rating. Yeah. I'm excited, excited about this week. <laughs> I get to listen to it with my family. Yes. It's all now, clean, not explicit. Diana Ross, she's done Christmas music because I think she's done some type of a lighting of a tree ceremony, maybe down in New York City or something like that. It's so funny because you said the same thing about Stevie Wonder. You're like, yes, <laughs> Christmas. Um, yeah. So Diana Ross does have um, a Christmas album called A Very Special Season. That's sweet. Where she covers, you know, famous Christmas songs. Very cool. She's really talented, so she's been asked to cover for, like, different fun events, like even Christmas. Yeah, and she has a really long career. Mm. She's highly regarded. She actually just received the uh, Presidential Medal of Freedom from President Obama in 2016 Hmm. because of her extended career and influence. So, Rachel, you have some homework to Mm -hmm. listen to Diana Ross this week. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. One hour every day, and and we'll come back in a week. But, audience, it'll be just a moment for you to talk about Diana Ross. All right, let's do it. Welcome back. Rachel, you spent the last week listening to Diana Ross and the Supremes. 
I honestly had so much fun this week. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Tell I, me about it. Like, I've had a lot of fun through this whole podcast, season one, now into season two. Good. But this week was really stellar, and I had so much fun. I think I loved her beat. Mm-hmm. I loved her talent, because mm-hmm. she has a lot of talent, and it's very evident in every single song. Okay. So it's not like just one song is just, ooh, stellar. And then, but she has her talent just spread out every single song, and you can hear her heart, and I love it. Um, I really enjoyed this week a lot. Awesome. So you listened to uh, about an hour's worth of her music, mm-hmm. but what do you know about her history and the history behind the music? Um, other than what we mentioned earlier of from the 60s, 70s, yeah. I, other than that, I really don't know too much. Okay, well, let's... I want to learn. <laughs> <laughs> let's start by talking about the Supremes. The so Supremes was the group that she was in. And that was four ladies, three ladies? Three ladies. Three ladies. They were originally called the Primettes, and they were all friends from church growing up in Aww. Detroit. Yeah. And they were a sister group to a men's vocal group called the Primes. So they're all three sisters? No, just no. a sister group to oh, this. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 gotcha. Yeah. Cool. So the Primes, you've probably never heard of. No. But you will have heard of what they later called themselves, which is the Temptations. Cool. Okay, you haven't heard of the Temptations. I, like, honestly, I don't, I can't <laughs> think of a song from the Temptations. I can think of one song in particular would I be able to recognize it if you said the um, title of the song? Yeah, because it's My Girl. Oh, I know that song! <laughs> Don't scream in our listeners' ears. Oh, I'm sorry, but <laughs> we have been talking about that title of that song, My Girl, since yes. season one. So yeah. for it to come up and me actually <laughs> recognize, yeah. th- that is a good reason for screaming in my <laughs> well, listeners' ears. But not really. <laughs> we will come to the Temptations because they are really big. Well, but I can group. at least recognize them. Yeah. So that's, okay. So the Supremes are the sister group of yeah. My Girl group. Yes. Or also known as the Temptations. <laughs> right. And what originally it was Primes and Primettes and then it... Ah. They changed their name to the Supremes. The girls all uh, signed their contracts as young women, young enough that their parents were actually there. Oh, wow. So, like, mm-hmm. under 16, probably, or maybe but, yeah, under like 18. Teenagers, or, yeah. like, not quite out of high school. Wow, they, they had so much talent that they were, like, yeah. people were wanting to sign them at that such of a young age. Exactly. And they were backup singers at first, but their first hit huh. um, on the Motown record in 1961, or Motown label, was Where Did Our Love Go? Mm. And throughout their time as a group, they had 12 number one hits in the U.S., making them one of the most successful pop vocal groups of all time. Wow. Mm -hmm. That is talent. Not only Diana Ross was talented, she surrounded herself by talent. Yeah. Now, I I really particularly more enjoy that first half of this playlist. The Supremes Uh is more... Your um, stuff. My style, yeah. Why so? I just prefer it. Oh, cool. I think for me, I liked the group part, mm-hmm. but I also liked when she just sang by herself. Yeah. And then that, that one song that she sang with this guy, the um, it's the Happy Gilmore song, the Billy... <laughs> endless <laughs> the love. The endless love one. With Lionel um, Richie. Lionel Richie. Mm-hmm. And so I honestly started not liking one specific one. I actually started liking all of them all at once, and I started them not only liking all of them, but loving all of them. So I enjoyed this week. That's good. So she um, she went solo in 1969. Ah. And so since then, she has been recording pop 
music. Mm -hmm. And she still records today. Yeah, but not to the same degree as she Uh was like. Yeah, when she was younger. In the heyday. Right. So in the 70s, she really branched out. She did some movies. Mm. Like Mahogany, the theme is on your Mm -hmm. playlist. She also did a one-woman show on Broadway. Mm. And also this time, the music really changes. And she really ventured into disco. Yes, I heard that. Yeah, Love Hangover being a good example of Mm -hmm. that style. And I wasn't sure, like, I didn't know if I liked disco because, A, I don't (laughs) know music at all. So I didn't know if I was going to like disco. But once I kind of learned a little bit more of her in the sense of enjoying her Supreme stuff and as she traveled into the disco stuff, Mm -hmm. I actually learn something of myself that I actually start liking disco. Disco is an interesting genre. Yeah. It really started out in urban areas with the African-American community, the Italian community, the gay community. It was all about getting people to dance. Ah. You know, when you listen to disco, there are a few artists that stand out, but usually it was more about the song and the beat Mm. than it was about a particular artist. Like disco wasn't a live production it was records being seamlessly played from one to another to another Mm. as like djs were more important getting away from the live bands but Mm -hmm. getting into more of the record lifestyle yeah but um diana herself is like really i mean obviously she's african-american woman Uh but also like a very early supporter of the gay community Uh i mean the song i'm coming out is like a an official anthem Hmm. of the lgbt community Maybe I did. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) So. But she's not gay. No, she's not. Oh, okay. So it's just an anthem that she gave to them. Yeah. Well, the song, um, the person who wrote that song. uh, Oh, she didn't write the song. No, she actually doesn't write any of her songs. Really? No. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. But the um, person who wrote I'm Coming Out got the idea after seeing going to a club in New York and seeing three different drag queens dressed as Diana Ross. Like Oh. And so and she also liked the song because it was her. She was leaving Motown Records at the time. So it was kind of her coming into her, her own, own as well. As so an individual person. Multi layered meanings. For herself for and that. then also a gift towards the for the community. community. Exactly. Interesting. That's really Hmm. Cool. I didn't know that. So kind of wanting to talk a little bit about the Supreme portion. Oh, okay. Um, The movie Dreamgirls. Mm -hmm. I've seen that one. I think that came out in 2007. Mm -hmm. Has Uh, Beyonce in it. Yes. So is that movie based on Diana Ross and the Supremes? It is loosely. Loosely. It's a work of fiction. Uh Uh-huh. But it is like thematically based on... The Motown labels and and the Supremes. Okay, so because I really like that movie, I actually remember that specific movie because um, we were traveling, my husband and I, mm-hmm. and um, that was one of the movies that was on the airplane. <laughs> so it just was very significant in my memory. Hmm. So yeah, and then another movie because okay, obviously I'm more into you're really into movies than, than music that. The Disney movie Hercules. Ah, that's such a cute movie. It is a cute movie. Came out in like, what, 97 or 98? Yeah, back in the 90s. Yeah. And so there's these these ladies that are just singing on the va- the vase or vase, however, which way you want the to put it. The muses. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is that based on the Supremes and Diana Ross? I mean, once again, very loosely. Loosely. They're 
the Supremes aren't the only girl oh. pop vocal group of that time of the 60s. They're, but are they the most popular ones? I mean, they are the most popular, but oh. other bands like the Chiffons or the Shangri-Las, um, the Ronettes, like... <laughs> I don't know any of those. <laughs> well, you know, leader of the pack. Oh, who's that? It's one of those. <laughs> I don't and, know. And like, he's so fine. And one fine day, you're going to want me for your girl. Oh. That's the So Chiffons. that's all in that time period. It's all, yeah. They're just different yeah. groups. But the Supremes are like the, the most successful, the obvious one. So so when I see like Dream Girls or the Disney Hercules movies, mm-hmm. they're kind of pulling from a little of all of those bands. Yes. But also definitely the Diana Ross and Supreme kind of yeah. picture. Yeah. The Supremes are like the... The queens of all of those. See, it's connecting girl things groups. of like <laughs> I have experienced all my life, and I'm mm-hmm. just like, hmm, where are they getting all this stuff? Now I'm learning now. <laughs> yeah. Do you have some other questions? About yes. That? So okay. I really enjoyed this week because also the um, the jazz and the horns. Okay. So a little tidbit of information, personal stuff of me. Mm-hmm. Um, on for our wedding, we had horns. Our wedding processional. And oh, so, right. Um, I remember. You yes. mean like in your ceremony yes. you had... Like, we didn't have like a harpist or a violinist. We had quartet or yes something like that. And right. so I really like horns. Okay. Um, my husband plays saxophone. My dad plays trumpet. And, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> and so I just like the sound of horns. And they were just very talented in her music. So I like that part of her and this week. So yeah, I kind of want to know a little bit more of... <laughs> I, I understand Motown and disco and horns kind of being a little connected to all of that. Okay. But yeah. why was it so connected with her? Well, it's not it's not or, just her. Okay. So the horns that you hear in the Supreme songs uh-huh. are played by a group called the Funk Brothers. And Funk these guys, Brothers. these are session musicians, so they're hired by the label to come in and play hmm. in the background, right, of these groups. And the Funk Brothers didn't just play for the Supremes. You will hear them on Temptations songs, Stevie Wonder songs, Marvin Gaye songs. Like, basically, if it's a Motown record from the 60s, they're Uh probably playing on it. These horns that you loved in the Supremes, you'll actually hear these same musicians playing on lots of different records throughout that decade. Wow. Like, I felt that they were more than just backups exactly I just felt that they were just their own entity right I, wonder... I mean people say like if you counted them as the artist that was performing these songs they'd have more number ones than the Beatles or Elvis or wow. any other big name just because of how um, many songs they did for Motown and even outside of the Motown label they did some other songs too so very talented <laughs> I'm glad I noticed them yeah me too they're very talented Diana Ross, you just told me a few minutes ago that she didn't write her music. Right. Now, a lot of her music, I I could tell there was just so much heart. Mm -hmm. So you kind of informed me a little bit. So she didn't write them, Mm -hmm. and she's writing a lot of her heart and her love, life. She's singing. Yeah, but so is this a reflection of her life or someone else's life? Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Well, if you're asking about her love life, I know that she has been married twice, though I don't believe she's married now. Mm-hmm. And she has five children. Um, but I think that you were asking that song because you were curious about um, 
the song Baby Love. Yes, I love that song. It's a really love great song. Love that song. And um, there was a Motown writing team. Um, Holland, Dozier, Holland. It was like three guys uh-huh. that wrote, once again, not just hits for the Supremes, but hits for lots of uh-huh. Motown artists. And they wrote that song as like a follow-up to Where Did Our Love Go? Ah, okay. So um, they are really the the brains and the heart behind it. But it's Diana's, you know, performance. Deliverance. Like, her deliverance is, like, stellar. Mm -hmm. So um, I have a little story about this specific song. Oh, okay. I have a little girl. She is kind of preschool level. So it's just a really fun age for me as a mom. Mm -hmm. And she and I have kind of danced through some of the songs that we've gone through through music she missed. But this is the one that she started memorizing. Oh, she started like singing. And along so she with would it. dance with me and say "Baby Love," and she Aww. was just like, it was just a lot of fun um, to sing and dance with her, and just she likes music, mm-hmm. and um, her preschool teacher has even told me that she loves to lead music time on the Aww. carpet, and so I'm like. Yay, she's having something more than I had, she's, you know. <laughs> she's getting a head start yes. in her musical <laughs> education. Yes, so I'm really glad about that. And Diana Ross's songs are always mm-hmm. fun to sing with. I have another question. Mm-hmm. She went through the 60s, 70s. Mm-hmm. She's still recording, but not as active during the 60s, 70s. So can I? Can you talk a little bit more about the 80s, 90s? And yeah. Stuff? Um, well, in the late 70s, she was in that the movie version of the Broadway show, the Wiz. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that one of those songs with Michael Jackson is on your soundtrack. Yes. So you could hear that. But the movie lost a ton of money. Oh. Like a major flop because it was so expensive to produce uh-huh. and didn't have the audience that it needed. So it lost like millions of dollars. After that, she was in some TV in the 90s. And she has continued to release albums into this millennium. But not with the same like fervor. Oh, okay. There was a potential Supremes reunion tour um, in 2000, but it did not go well because the other original Supremes weren't, had to, you know, had to do with money and it wasn't... Different lifestyles, I guess, at that point? Well, just in even how much each woman was offered, right? So, like, one of the other Supremes was offered $2 million to do it, and Diana Ross was offered $20 million Whoa. To do it, right? So okay. the other Supreme was like, well, that's not really fair. So she declined. But there were other Supremes. Like Diana Ross, when she left, she was replaced in the Supremes by somebody else. So in the end, like other... It got messy, I guess. It got messy, yeah. And the tour wasn't when that When is life successful. not messy? <laughs> well, fair. <laughs> it got extra messy. And the tour was not successful. Um, less than half the tickets were sold. Probably because... It wasn't the original group. Yeah. And so it kind of, people felt like they weren't really seeing the yeah. reunion of yeah. what it was meant to be. I get you. I feel you. Um, she and the Supremes together, well, separately, two different nominations and inductions. They were accepted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame mm-hmm. in 1988. And uh, she... 1988? Correct. Okay. And she has been nominated for 12 Grammys, but (gasps) never won one. Really? I'm kind of shocked by that. She is so talented. Well, I mean, there's lots of great music in the world. 
it's kind of like the Leonardo DiCaprio. Well, until last year. Like, <laughs> but, you know, like always getting nominated and never winning. But she did receive the Lifetime Achievement Award. Yes. From the Emmys for all of her music that she's done. Contributions she's, throughout the decades. Mm, and exactly. Like that. She's definitely one of the most successful women uh, in pop music. Cool. Before I rate Diana Ross, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed season one Adele. Mm-hmm. And I could tell, am I correct, that Adele pulled from the influence of Diana Ross? I mean, Diana Ross is like a giant. So okay. I would say most female vocalists that are <laughs> like doing pop are going to be inspired by, by Diana Ross. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Because she's pretty awesome. Okay, well, why don't we rate your um, enjoyment of Diana Ross this week, uh, zero, or one, I guess, one to ten, one being you want to throw it in the garbage, and ten being your new favorite, and you want to own everything that she's ever done, and see her live, and Hmm. listen to her in her car, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Well, I think I am more definitive on my answer than I thought compared to any other group or artist that I have heard through Music She Missed. Um, I think um, I'm very for sure it's a number nine. A nine? Yes. That's really exciting. I really liked her. Um, There was not any one song that I disliked. Yeah, because when I asked you off air, you know, which songs did you like and not like, you were like, I like all of them. them. And I really did. Which is so not me, because I'm like, I like all the Supremes, and then after that, like, I don't care. (laughs) But that's just me. But I liked her disco, which I was really shocked. And that was fun (laughs) to learn about myself, that I didn't think I was going to like disco, but I did. Disco is enjoyable. I mean, you just, it's for dancing. Like It is, yeah. But I like to dance. Yeah. In yeah. that sense of just, you know, get my groove on. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I enjoyed the whole harmony and just how she was really talented with Lionel Richie and that Endless Love song. Mm-hmm. And so I really enjoyed her. So number nine for Diana Ross. So you're coming out as a Diana Ross fan. <laughs> if you would like to follow along with Rachel's journey, please uh, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. You can also subscribe on iTunes and check out all the playlists from feature artists on Spotify. Thanks so much. See you next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye.